Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have fun today. We're, we are. We're diving into this series, and we thought we'd do this a little bit different style. You left me hanging there. I said, well, welcome back, and I looked at you, and you're like, yeah. Okay. Well, right there. Still welcome here. back, everybody. Good we're so you. glad you're camera here two, with us still. Camera one. You look at camera two, and I look at camera one, and we'll throw off okay. our camera operators. Okay, let's do it. Camera one, camera two. Hey, we're glad you're with us. We're starting a brand new series called... Friends, and listen, yes. what we're going to do, friends, what we're going to do is actually take this time to take a, a biblical, a biblical approach to relationships, yeah. to every relationship that we're in, from marriage to dating to uh, dealing with your parents. Come on, can I get some kids who live at home with mom and dad, they're yeah. driving you nuts in quarantine, <laughs> and to parents who have kids living at home, and you're like, oh my goodness. Can I give them up for adoption? You can't. I've been praying, but you can't. But listen, we're going to have fun. We've got a studio audience still complying with the governor's rules for us, but we're going to have some fun yeah. and talk to these relationships and just how we can deal with it specifically today in relation to conflict. Yes. And because we all deal with conflict, but I just thought what would be appropriate is to itch my nose a couple more times. <laughs> I thought it'd be appropriate for, for me to read a poem in relation to relationships that I think you might identify. Um, I, the author is unknown. It goes like this. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. You love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear because it hasn't been your day, your, your week, week, your month, or even your year. But come on, everybody. I'll be there for you. Come on. About the greatest, I mean, who knew that that song would literally represent COVID 19 2020 when, when your life is throwing, when life is throwing a wrench at you and you don't even know what to do. Yeah. So, we want to have some fun. We're going to look through a biblical perspective and have some fun yeah. with the show, friends. Do me a favor right now, type in your favorite Friends character right now. <laughs> Smelly Cat also counts. So, just type in Does your it, favorite Friends character. You started that song so high. Well, I, I, I can't help it. I, I, my you, my register sorry. is so broad. I have just a broad, I can see my, my vocal ability is. is I just felt sorry good. for all the people listening because I was like first soprano mode right there. <laughs> that was intense. Anyways, we're going to have some fun with this. We're going to talk about conflict yeah. because life is a little bit crazy. Yeah, you know, for some of you, uh, COVID-19 is the least important conflict in your world right, right now. You know, uh, many of you are just dealing with conflict and the different relationships that you have and, and conflict is inevitable and some people love conflict. I absolutely love conflict. Anybody Some out people, there, if you love conflict, just put a hand up, maybe a yeah. heart emoji. Just say, I love conflict. <laughs> I feel like I was made for conflict. I was yeah. born for this. That's one way to look at it. And some people don't like conflict. Like this one over here. I do not like conflict. But either way, uh, conflict is inevitable. And so we need to learn some ways to deal with it wisely. Yeah. And so one of the things that we were thinking about when we thought about conflict was some of our favorite characters from the sitcom Friends. Right. Um, and Ross and Rachel, I think, 
show us the wrong ways to handle conflict every time. every time. Because any time they get in a disagreement, they constantly are calling off their relationship. Right. The, we're on I a think break. the famous line is, we're on a break. We're on a break. And uh, How many of you have put your relationship yeah. on a break since you've been in COVID? Just type in, <laughs> yeah, that's me. And if you're married, you don't type it in just in case your spouse <laughs> doesn't know. It's but true. listen, you, the, the way that COVID has changed things for us, if you're married, you're in tight quarters like you can't leave and we, we live in a, a condo with 1100 square feet so there's it's either the back porch the living room or the restaurant we're this Can close I get, together all the time we're sitting this close together all the time <laughs> and if you have kids with you oh man it's like you just thought i used to love my kids i don't know if i love them anymore but it's just it's pretty crazy uh, and you start to notice all the things you do differently like yeah. like i load the dishwasher correctly she does not i say eggs like what you eat in the morning, she says eggs. I don't understand it. And so those things, they tomato, literally- Tomato, tomato. It's not tomato, tomato. It's literally how <laughs> it's pronounced. But this is the problem that being in tight quarters yeah. can cause. Or with friendships. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're having to navigate friendships completely differently right now. Um, whether it's text messages or phone calls, FaceTime, Zoom calls, we're having to navigate a whole new way of friendships. Yeah. And it's really easy with our friends to read into a text message. I mean, to just kind of put some inflection in there that maybe isn't being given or yeah. or maybe just have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And, and some of you are just sitting around thinking, my friends should be checking in on me more often than they are. Right. And some of you are like, man, my friend is super needy right now in this moment. And so whatever it is. If you have a is, super needy friend, just, just type in. Don't do that. I've got a super needy don't friend. Don't do that. Just, type in their someone, name. No, don't type in their name. I'm kidding. read into that comment right there. But listen. If in, you're feeling super needy, just say, I need a friend. Type that that's in. That's fine. You can do that. We'll be your friend. Yeah. Listen, in every authentic relationship, we are going to have conflict. Right. You cannot avoid it. Right. Dr. Henry Cloud says, in reality, a conflict-free relationship is probably a shallow wow. relationship. Wow. And I just think, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, most of the time, conflict stems from our own pride yep. or insecurities. Yeah. You know, pride says, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. And my motives are acceptable, yours are not. Pride is selfish in nature. It's this puffed up approach to self. And usually pride doesn't seek to understand, but it demands to be understood. Yeah. You know, pride has an aggressive stance in conflict. It can often be <laughs> rude or condescending or just cold and yeah. quiet. And, and that's, that's what pride does. And then there's insecurity. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is we can fluctuate between both pride yeah. and insecurity. But insecurity says that I'm hurt or offended because I was looking for you to fulfill something in my life that only God can fulfill. Wow. That's what insecurity says. It says, I'm looking for you to fulfill something in my life that only God can actually fulfill. And when that takes place, it's an unrealistic expectation that just begins to breed insecurity. Mm -hmm. Insecurity says this. It says that this conflict, this crisis, this challenge is illuminating my deficiencies wow. and my faults. So when I feel the conflict, I now feel shame or insignificant. And ins that means that insecurity yeah. is probably at work. And really, yeah. it's a deflated uh, approach to, sh to self. It's actually just as selfish. Yep. 
as pride is. Yeah. And, and I think that the problem with this is that insecurity, most of the time it has a passive approach to conflict, yeah. which then often leads to this kind of self-pity, self-deprecation, or worse, gossip. Yeah. Usually when insecurity is at work, it's in a passive approach to conflict, and usually it leads to this self-pity or gossip. Listen to this. Uh, listen to what Philippians 2, 3 through 5 says. In fact, let me just take a moment and ask you, which is also uh, challenging through the camera lens, but which one do you struggle with? Pride or insecurity? In fact, if you feel brave enough, type it in right now. Which one? Yeah. Maybe you lean towards, for me, I, I lean towards the pride side of things. I, like that tends to be the place that I go. Like I, I'm going to prove my point. But listen to what Philippians 2, 3 through 5 says in the Passion Paraphrase. It says, be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humilities, put others first and view others as more important than yourself. That's hard. Yes. To view others as more important than yourself. We've been married for a long time, been together yeah. for a long time, and I still struggle with this. Me too. Because I'm thinking through the filter of what I need right now. Look at what verse 4 says. It says, abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern wow. for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Let me say that last That's part again. Good. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Yeah. So listen, I, I want to encourage you, take notes today, by the way, and, and jot that scripture down and maybe go back to it today. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a practical approach to this and talk about some do's and don'ts when it comes to conflict. So conflict, do's and don'ts. Everybody type that in. Do's and don'ts. Do's and do's don'ts. Do's and don'ts. Thanks, Megan. I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like we're back at church. It does You're kind of feel row, that way. You're on the front row amening me. That right. clap was probably was really loud. That was very loud That's for okay. everyone who's listening. Anyways. All right, let's talk about some do's and don'ts. <laughs> high five the, the camera right now so you can just put a how little you, high five. In. How do you high five the camera? That <laughs> is awesome. the chat. In the chat. Oh, in the chat. You can do this. In the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. All right. Conflict, do's, and don'ts. Conflict, do's, and don'ts. All right. In conflict, here's your first point, so make sure you're writing this down. In conflict, don't avoid it. Yeah. Don't avoid it. Listen, in conflict, don't be the person who just tries to sweep it yeah, under the, the rug. rug. Right. How many sweepers do I have listening? <laughs> you can do the little hand raise emoji, okay? It, we don't actually ignore conflict. What we're doing when, we, when we're sweeping it under the rug is we're actually just nursing it and rehearsing yeah. it, right? We're, we're having this conversation with ourselves, going, I was wronged and I'm right. And, and usually we get really good at having imaginary conversations yeah. in our shower, in yeah. the car, and, and we become an excellent prosecutor, judge, and jury. Right. And we have the best conversations on our own as we rehearse the hurt and the conflict that's actually happening. And um, the problem is we're not actually talking to the person right. we're having conflict with. And maybe you've justified this with the, well, I'm just moving on. Yeah. But the truth is, is you're not just moving on, are you? You're, you're moving on in interaction with the other person, but not in thought. And then, and then some of us justify it as, well, I'm keeping the peace. Right. But, but keeping the peace is just avoiding the problem. You know, hurt feelings don't vanish on their own. They don't actually heal themselves. Yeah. 
Avoiding conflict, think of it like this. Avoiding conflict is like back taxes. Yeah. You can avoid it, but eventually the IRS comes knocking, right? right? Put the cuffs on you, yeah. start garnishing your wages, they take away everything yeah. because you can't actually avoid it. At some point, you're going to have to deal with it. And Matthew 18, verse 15, gives us some great instruction for how to deal with conflict. It says this, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Yeah. If he hears you, you've gained a brother. And this scripture is just really unpacking this idea of when I am feeling conflict, whether it's anger or frustration, whatever it might be, I have a responsibility to go and yeah. talk to the other person. I don't have the right to go and talk to my friends right. or somebody else about right. the issue. I need to talk to the person that I have an issue with. Yeah. And if we want authentic, strong, lasting relationships, We've got to talk about it. Yeah. We can't avoid it. And those it. are Jesus' words. Yeah. He, he said, hey, if you've got an issue with a friend, or your, it actually says your brother. So yeah. listen, that means somebody who's close. That doesn't mean just has to be your physical brother, yeah. but somebody who's close. If you've got an issue, go to them yep. and talk to them. Yep. That's from Jesus right. to us. So we can't avoid it. But also, let me tell you another don't. We can't use conflict as a weapon. Yep. We can't use conflict. We can't avoid it, but we also can't use conflict as a weapon. So let me just give you some ideas. Remember that, those old jokes, you might be a redneck? Well, this is kind of like some little statements for you that may indicate you're oh weaponizing conflict. Okay. So if you pull up the laundry list of your friend or spouse or brother or sister, then you might be a weaponizer. Can I just say that? So if you're pulling up the laundry list of something that Dave did three weeks ago, three months ago, three years ago, three decades ago, <laughs> You're using conflict as a weapon. If you're using conflict to prove your point, you're probably using conflict as a weapon. Maybe if you relate with this, you could throw some weapon emojis into the chat right yeah. now. Yeah. Or maybe you slap <laughs> on the chat. Slap <laughs> on the chat. Like Megan said. Slap <laughs> on the camera. High five the camera. I don't know why I felt like it was an Italian. Slap <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> Let me give you some other statements. Okay, listen, if you're using statements of finality, yeah, you always good. or you never or this won't yep. change, it's probably a weapon. And yep. I'm, I'm guilty of these. I, I, I'm not trying to say that, that you, you should feel shame if this has been in right. your arsenal. I'm right. just saying it's an indicator that you're using conflict yeah as a weapon. Listen, um, if you are using it to leverage getting what you want, conflict, hmm. then it's probably a weapon. Wow. Never in scripture are we instructed to stick it to the man or to get mine or to win at all costs. Yeah. I'm not talking about just marriage here. I'm talking about every relationship. Yeah. We're never instructed to live that way in scripture. You can do what you want, but you need to know the scripture actually gives us great insight for how yeah. to live. Listen to this. James 1.9 says this. Know this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to hear, yeah. slow yeah. to speak, and slow to anger. Wow. So you don't have to fight to the death to defend your opinion or your feelings or your hurt. I think a lot of times in conflict, we're like, I'm going to I'm gonna hurt you because you hurt me. Psalm 91 yeah. says this, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. Yeah. Listen to this. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In other words, God is my defender. Wow. Let me say that again. God is my yep. 
defender. Even if you've been hurt and wrong, God is still your defender. Jesus was being questioned over and over and over the validity of his messiahship. Is that a real word? I mean, you just made it up, and I think that's a good word. The validity validity of Jesus being the Messiah was constantly questioned over. Are you really the Messiah? Isn't this the son of the carpenter? Isn't this the one who comes from Galilee? And in fact, in John 7, they were saying, can anything good come from Galilee? Isn't the Messiah supposed to come from Bethlehem? Isn't he supposed to be of the house and lineage of David? And Jesus does not defend himself. Yeah. You know what he did? He just kept showing love and grace and mercy. He kept healing their sick. He kept spending time with the abandoned and the outcast. He never stopped to defend himself. Even when he was on trial right before his death, he didn't feel the need to defend himself. Listen, because he knew who he was. That's good. Pride and insecurity were not at work with him. He knew who he He was. was. So don't avoid it and don't Don't use it as a weapon. Wow. Wow. You know, there's, uh, there's some things that we can do in conflict, yeah. some ways that we should respond. And so one of the things I want you to write down is that the way we can respond in conflict is to create space for honesty. Yeah. Type that in the chat, yeah. create space for honesty. Yeah, I like it. Sorry, I was just, your leg is shaking so violently, it's making me <laughs> have to use the restroom. Literally, I thought there was an earthquake, wow. and his leg shaking. Slap on a camera! I'm so violently. Welcome to our actual living yeah, room. This is this conflict. Is I need to use a restroom, okay. but I can't leave camera. No, we have seven cannot. minutes and 57 okay, seconds. Okay, so let me talk. People are in their house right now waiting let for you to say, talk. okay. Let me talk. <laughs> okay, go ahead. First rule in conflict, create space for honesty. I need to be honest with you right now. You need now. some space right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Uh, create space yeah. for honesty. So set an appointment yeah. for when you're going to talk to the person that you're feeling frustrated with or angry with or hurt by. Um, this is not an attack date. Right. This is not... Set <laughs> you're not a, preparing for war. Yeah, you're not. At 6 p.m., I will slaughter your face. <laughs> no, you're setting a time where you can share your feelings yeah. and what you're actually walking through. Yeah, that's great. So something you can say is, hey, do you have time tonight for a chat or for a call? I want to chat about, and then you fill in the blank. Let them know what you want to talk to them about. Listen, don't avoid the problem. Don't attack the problem. Just honestly and patiently unpack the issue. That's great. You know, Proverbs 15.1 says this, a soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word yeah. stirs up anger. That's great. You know, isn't that scripture so true? A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The the tone and the manner in which you approach this conversation, it does matter. Yeah. You know, Dr. Henry Cloud says honesty in overhurt in conflict creates intimacy. Wow, say that one more time. Honesty overhurt in conflict creates intimacy. Wow. And it also divides people into the wise and the foolish. Yes. Wow. Listen, how you respond to conflict matters. Yeah, it's great. It really does. It says something about you. And and I know the scripture you read earlier talked about being slow to speak yeah, and slow to right. become angry. And 
I fail at that all the time. Like, yeah, you do. I need. Mm-hmm. I know I do. I need the permanent emoji that does this. Yeah, right. uh, I Me really too. do. And and so I just think that there is wisdom in being the kind of person who can share in honesty and calmness what I'm walking through. There's something wise about that. Um, there's a book that we love called. Uh, Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. And he talks about using I messages. And what this means is these are clear, specific statements that show what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. These are not statements that make judgments about you. This is not, well, you did this and you feel this way. These are statements about me. So I feel kind of statements. And, And we can't expect the other person to know what we're feeling or what we're experiencing unless we're willing to have a conversation with them. Just simply sharing how the issue has impacted me. So the first thing you can do in conflict is to create a space for honesty. And I think honesty is the key. Like this is really where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with. This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Another do, another do. So we're talking do's and don'ts in conflict. Another one is that we need to use conflict for personal transformation. Wow. That's good. So we we need to use as an individual, I need to use conflict for personal transformation. You need to know this, that we are called to grow up in our faith. So if you're here and you're a follower of Christ, we we can't stay the same. We've got to allow God to do a work on the inside to constantly be learning and growing and changing. It's called transformation, where God is taking me from who I was to who he's called me to be, and I believe that conflict is the greatest tool in our in our arsenal, in our tool belt yeah. for personal growth. You know, we have couples that call us all the time, yeah. and the the wife will call Megan, and the husband will call me, and I'll we'll ask, okay, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm growing, and I'm learning, and I'm changing, and processing, and rearranging. They'll, they'll and share how they handled conflict, and so they well. did such a great job at it. But then Carrie and I will talk to each other, and we'll <laughs> compare stories, and it's like, and he's oh. upset with her, and she's upset with him and and it's because they think that they've actually begun a process of transformation but they're the only one who's in on that journey and so we we can be blinded by the light sometimes which means that God may be using the people closest to you and the conflict you're walking through to grow you personally hey listen to me for a minute God may be using the people closest to your boss who's driving you crazy, your employee who's, you're just like, what in the world? Your coworker or your neighbor or your, your wife or your husband, your mom, your dad, your son or daughter. God may be using the conflict in that relationship to reveal a blind spot in your life because he wants you to grow. Yeah. He wants you to change. He wants to rearrange some things on the inside and he's using conflict to do it. So listen, yeah. be proactive. Ask for feedback. That's good. A- ask the people closest yeah. to you, hey, you know, it's a good thing to go to Megan and say, babe, am I doing what you need as a husband? Am I being the father that I'm supposed to be? Because if we create space for honesty and I listen and lean in, then that transformation can begin to take yeah. place. Listen, I just love what James 1, 9, remember it says, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak which means that if we want to see transformation take place, we've got to ask the questions. How how can I grow? Where can I make changes? What did I do wrong here? What am I missing? Here's a good question. Oh man, how did I miscommunicate? We're always convinced somebody else miscommunicated, but what if it was you? Yeah. And maybe you just need to ask somebody. 
So allow it to work for personal transformation. That's good. I, I think you have to ask the questions yeah. and you've got to receive yeah. the feedback. I think that's also just it's, as challenging. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. So let's make sure we're working towards personal transformation. And finally, let's use conflict for understanding. Yeah, that's great. Let's use conflict for understanding. Someone write that in the chat right yeah. now. Listen, the goal in conflict isn't agreement. Mm. It's not trying to get the other person to agree with you. The goal in conflict is understanding. That's good. Can you, know, you say that one more time? Yeah. The goal in conflict isn't agreement. It's not trying to get the person who you're sharing with to agree with you. Wow. The goal in conflict is understanding. That's great. How can I understand the other person? That's great. You know, our marriage counselor told us. Um, yes, we go to therapy. We do. It's, it's important. necessary. So we're going to, we've spent lots of money on therapy, so we're going to give you some free therapy. Here you go. Free advice for you right now. And all right those now. that are watching that are actual licensed therapists, slap their forehead. In fact, just go ahead and type the slap forehead emoji. Our camera woman is laughing. Be careful behind the camera. Don't knock it over. <laughs> we we uh, were told by our marriage counselor, hey, listen, you can both be right. That blew our minds. We were like. I was like, that's the most no, foolish thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Obviously, she can't be right if I'm right. Mm -hmm. But. She mm -hmm. said it like four yeah. times. It's okay if you you're can both, both be right. right. And it was like freeing for us. It was. It kind of blew our minds because the goal in relationships is connection. Yeah. And and if you can't have connection if you don't understand where the other person is coming from, right? Yeah. You can't have that. And so if you find yourself in the middle of conflict and you create space for honesty and you're willing to work on personal transformation, then listen, you've got to work towards understanding. And the best way to do that is to listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah. And when you think you've listened enough, set a timer for 15 minutes. Listen some more, <laughs> right? We, we've got to be quick to listen. And, and we've got to be quick to forgive yeah. and to extend grace. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I need grace from the people that are in my world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I need grace. And, and so we've got to be willing to extend grace yeah. to others. That is unmerited favor. It's, it's not deserved. It's just something that we extend. And so I just want to challenge you. If you're dealing with conflict right now in any of your relationships, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's with some friendships that you have going on. First of all, you've got to take some, some inventory of yourself and go, okay, how do I yeah. typically respond to conflict? You've got to pause and go, am I, am I dealing with some pride and insecurity in this relationship and you need to be honest with yourself and then think about how you typically respond do you typically avoid conflict sweep it under the rug i've got some sweeper friends out there or do you weaponize it using conflict as a weapon of attack yeah. towards the other person think about how you normally respond and then my challenge to you is this week do something different yeah that's great my challenge to you is this week Replace your normal response to conflict with a healthy response to conflict. So maybe you work on creating space for honesty. Make a plan to have that hard conversation that you know you've been needing to have. Make a plan, pray about it. God will give you wisdom in exactly what to say and how to share. Maybe for you, you really need to work on personal transformation. 
So when you go into a conversation with your spouse or with a friend, hey, maybe you just need to evaluate, okay, what do I need to do to get better here? Ask some questions, receive that feedback. Let's, let's work on that. Or maybe this week, your goal just simply needs to be to work on understanding, to work on understanding, to listen, to validate the feelings of the person that you're talking to. Conflict is going to be a part of every healthy relationship. It really is. So I just want to challenge you. We have a responsibility to learn how to handle it well. We really yeah, do. I think we have a responsibility because the world is watching. And there needs to be something reflective in our life yeah. that shows, man, God is up to something yeah. big. And in how we handle conflict and crisis, it matters. Yeah, it does. Uh, in, in your marriage, in your dating relationship with your kids, your family, your coworkers, your boss, your everybody. And I think that's such a great thing. And in fact, you said something, you almost moved past it, mm-hmm. that, that part of understanding is, is choosing forgiveness and grace. And you do a great job of that with me. I'm a hard pill to swallow. I'm one of those kind of, I'm a weaponizer. I'm loud, aggressive, and, and, and you know, the best husband ever, but that's not important. And good looking. Oh, come on. Thanks, babe. But okay. Megan does a great job of filling that with that, that gap with grace. And I just think that maybe somebody needed to hear that and be reminded of that today. Maybe today you, you need to let, let forgiveness win and grace win. I mean, we've been cooped up for, I don't even remember how many weeks anymore. A long it's time. Like, it feels like since 1999. <laughs> and, uh, and it's hard to allow grace to continue to run. It's easy to let that kind of evaporate. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, who, who do you need to forgive today? That's good. Who, who needs some extra grace from you? You know what I know is, is you need some extra grace. Some people need some extra grace with you too. And you know what's also crazy is we've all been forgiven. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, the yeah. Bible says he took my shame and my sin and my punishment and he took yours too yeah so he chose forgiveness with me and he filled that with grace and said oh carrie you're, you're i've got plans for you yeah and a purpose so if you're feeling like a, a difficulty with extending forgiveness and grace just remember what jesus yeah. has done for you in fact okay. what i want to do is just take a, the, the last few moments of our time together and and shift back into worship worship we, we call this response worship yeah and uh and that's because god's speaking yeah so how are we going to respond god is is doing something in our lives so how are you going to respond so here's what i want to ask you to do take a moment and just stand to your feet even right there on your couch or wherever you're at just, just stand to your feet we're going to sing this song that's going to remind us that we can't go back to who we were but we've got to remember that God wants to do yeah. something and has a better future for us. Yeah. So why don't you just do this? Let me pray for us. Close your eyes, bow your heads, and let's pray. God, we just thank you that you're up to something big. We thank you that you're going to do something in our lives, and we look to you right now. Speak to us. We give you permission to rearrange the furniture of our life. Fill our heart with grace and hope. In Jesus' name, I pray. Come on, let's worship. a place 
some watching who maybe right now you feel alone you may even feel forsaken maybe some of the relationships in your life there's been more abandonment than commitment maybe some of the relationships in your life have, have been more dysfunctional than functional maybe when you look through your history and you look through the chapters of your life the relationships there, you're thinking, I don't want to repeat that. And even trusting people to move forward has become this sense of impossibility. And I just want to encourage you that your greatest days are still ahead of you. There's still hope for relationships. There's still hope for you. Not because of people, but because of Jesus. You're not forsaken. You're not alone. You're not alone. And I, I don't know who needed that today. I don't know who's watching and just needed the reminder, but man, I'm so glad you tuned in. I also know that right now there are people who are watching who need to actually begin the journey with Jesus. Like there is a starting point, not church membership. It's not uh, getting rid of your past. It's not about uh, making sure you've done everything right and you've gotten all the religious process town it's just simply saying yes to Jesus the Bible says that there's salvation for all who believe not all who do not all who act right not all who live well but just those who believe and some of you watching today have never begun the journey and and today is your day to say yes to Jesus yeah I believe God that Jesus did for me what the Bible says and he died for my sins that he forgave me, that his grace is sufficient for me. And for those of you watching that have never begun that journey, this is your moment. And listen, there are some of you watching right now, and you may have prayed a prayer like that before, but you've been running from God. In your relationship with Jesus, you're the one who's abandoned him. Well, the good news is he's here today saying, come on, would you let me back into your life? So I wanna pray a prayer. And I want to ask those of you that are watching who need to begin the journey with Jesus for the first time, and those of you who need to begin again for the first time in a long time, make this prayer your own. Just say these words. Just say, Dear God, I know that you're real, that you love me, that you never abandoned me, that your grace is for me. I'm not perfect. Would you forgive me? Just say these words, say, Jesus, I give you my life in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at 
And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.